And welcome back inside the den, everybody. I am your host and play-by-play voice of the Wausau River Wolves, Jake Senholes. And uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited because episode one is out already. Episode two is really good. We've got a great interview for you uh, in the players-only section. I had a lot of fun with both Casey and Jaden. Uh, they opened up and uh, we had a good time. We had a good talk. And I uh, can learn a little bit about themselves. And I, I learned uh, uh, some stuff that I did not know for sure. So I'm sure it'll be news to all of you as well. But as I mentioned, I am excited that episode one is out. Episode two is already here. And episode three and four and five are all coming at you. Uh, I am excited also because uh, this month I am not going to be around for this coming Friday for the military Uh, appreciation night so I won't be doing the play-by-play for that but after that I'm going to be around for basically every other home game this season Uh, as it works out I've actually only been able to do play-by-play for one of the home games thus far Uh, I've just had some other stuff going on and a busy schedule as we all have a busy schedule it seems this time of year but I'm going to be back in the saddle uh, back in front of the microphone and going to be with you doing play-by-play throughout the rest of the season so a lot going on here for the River Wolves, uh, not only on the ice, but off of it as well. But as it always is, the focus is and should be uh, on the product on the ice. And uh, this past weekend, the River Wolves, um, unfortunately, they ran into a brick wall. And uh, even more than a brick wall, they ran into a Goliath, a giant, however you want to put it. But they ran into the Granite City Lumberjacks. I graduated high school back in 2013. I had a few of my friends that went off and played uh, for Granite City. Uh, When I was a freshman, there was a few of our best players that went off that were seniors that played for Granite City. So this team has been around for a long time, and they've been uh, drawing talent from around the Midwest and other areas for a very long time. They were a very well-established program. And uh, it's one of the reasons that they're one of the better NA3 programs in the country every single year. So as we knew, a huge test for the River Wolves going into this weekend. I talked with assistant coach Smolovich and we mentioned how it would be uh, such a victory if we could, if the River Wolves could go in and snag a victory and maybe split the weekend series with Granite City. Uh, as it was, that would not come to be as the River Wolves fall 11 to nothing and 9 to nothing, uh, respectively, in those games on Friday and Saturday. There is a few things to delve into, though, starting with uh, the Friday night game. Goaltender Tyler Klatt, who has been very solid all season. I've said it on this podcast, and uh, I say it when I do play-by-play. And anybody that's watched the Riverwolves know that uh, Klatt has got a lot of talent. He's a big goaltender in net, and he moves pretty well. Just was not his night. Uh, over against Granite City as he allowed seven goals on 21 shots in the first period, uh, which prompted Coach Bailey to sit him down for the rest of the weekend, and he would give some time to his young goaltender in Joseph LaForge. Uh, LaForge would come in and finish out the remaining two periods in that Friday night game, and then he would get his first start of the season on Saturday. Uh, So in relief on Friday, LaForge able to make 34 saves on 38 shot attempts. So uh, that is pretty telling uh, for the River Wolves, and it says a lot about this team. You come out and you get absolutely punched in the mouth, and you're down 7 to nothing after the first period. 
Uh, but instead of rolling over and uh, allowing seven more goals the rest of the game, they only allow four more goals the rest of the game. And uh, they played well. They were in it. Uh, they managed 19 shots on goal against Nate Johnston, who uh, recorded a shutout, obviously, because of the 11 nothing score. But uh, you'll hear it later on in this podcast as well when I speak with both Jaden and Casey. And one thing that they said, and Coach Bailey uh, also echoed his agreements uh, with his interview that I did that is posted on my YouTube. If you want to check that out, I have a great conversation with Coach Bailey. It's about 10 minutes long, and we cover quite a bit, uh, including these games that I'm talking about now. And then also the fact uh, that the Riverwolves play 13 of their next 17 games at home coming up so how important is that and a bunch of other things so go check out that interview with coach bailey over on senholes on sports youtube i greatly appreciate that and uh as i was saying uh, he and Jaden and casey all were in agreement that uh, though the score was not very pretty it was not played like an 11 and nothing game uh the team came out and they played three full periods uh, they played hard. They believed that they were uh, in the game regardless of what the score said. And uh, once again, just to respond like that as a team after being down 7 and nothing in the first period, it's so easy to just go away and say, okay, well, this weekend's a complete waste, but they didn't. Uh, they came out and they played even harder the next night, and the next night resulting in a 9 to nothing loss. Uh, but once again, uh, they felt like... Once again, the scoreboard just didn't quite reflect the way that the team played. But overall, uh, Coach Bailey believed that uh, this weekend was good for the team. They realized that uh, they could skate with a team as talented as Granite City. They realized that their program is on par with a program like that. And uh, once again, even though the scoreboard didn't reflect it, they came out of that weekend feeling pretty good and uh, with a lot of hope and a lot of certainty that things are going to turn around here coming into this next uh, 13 out of 17 games at home. And a lot of these games are now being played against teams that uh, they've seen already in this season. Uh, teams like Cooley Region, teams like St. Louis, uh, Peoria, Rochester. So the thing about these uh, games this time around is the team will have played them before. They're going to know what to expect. They're going to know which players to watch out for, goaltender weaknesses, tendencies of their forechecks, everything like this where you don't really get that luxury the first game or two that you play uh, against a certain team uh, the first time or two that you play them in a season. The only team left coming up in this stretch that the Riverwolves have not seen yet so far this season is the Milwaukee Power, and Milwaukee comes into town to take on the River Wolves at the Marathon County Ice Arena this Friday night. And that is the Military Appreciation Night that we have been telling you about for a while now. If you or a member of your family are currently or were ever a member of any branch of the military, uh, just come on down and show us your military ID. You're going to get into this game absolutely free. Come watch the River Wolves take on the Milwaukee Power and uh, hopefully come out with a win. I, the Milwaukee Power this year, they're not the same team as they were last year. We're going to run down some stats, and I will give you an overlook on them in just a little bit here. But they're not the same team they were last year. Last year, they took third in the Central Division. They were a powerhouse uh, in that Central Division. They ended up being a playoff team. They had a lot of talent, but they lost uh, their leading scorers. They lost their captain, and they lost their starting goalie from last year. So 
This version of the Milwaukee Power only 4-15 record on the season. So the River Wolves definitely have a chance to come out of this Friday night with a victory in their back pocket. And then Saturday, they hop on a bus and they play one of their four upcoming uh, road games down in Milwaukee. Never quite understood uh, why the NA3 does it that way, where you have Milwaukee come up to Wausau on Friday night and then have Wausau go down to Milwaukee on Saturday night. I'm sure there is a reason for it. I'm just not quite tuned into it. So, uh, again, that's the Milwaukee Power, and uh, we're going to preview them coming up in just a minute or two here. But before we do that, I just wanted to mention one time real quickly that if you want to keep up with the River Wolves on any social media, just type in Wausau R Wolves on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever your choice of social media is, the River Wolves are there. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Senholes on Sport, and you can see all the coaches' interviews as well as pre- and post-game shows and a lot of other stuff uh, related to the River Wolves that I post over on my YouTube at Senholes on Sports. And then just wanted to jump back to the Granite City game really quickly. Wanted to mention uh, Joseph LaForge got that start on Saturday night, ended up making 47 saves on 56 shot attempts. Uh, and Coach Bailey said that LaForge will most likely uh, get another start this weekend at some point against Milwaukee, probably down in Milwaukee. As he said, uh, LaForge is from Kenosha, so he wanted to give him uh, as close to a home game as he could possibly get a little bit of a homecoming. Uh, I know LaForge going to have some family there, maybe some friends, and uh, going to be a cool uh, little get-together for him and his family and a good opportunity and hopefully get a win under his belt. So uh, once again, watch for Joseph LaForge in net this weekend. Tyler Clapp most likely going to be your starter on Friday, LaForge on Saturday. Now, moving on to their opponent this weekend in the Milwaukee Power. So as I mentioned earlier, Milwaukee definitely not the same powerhouse they have been in recent seasons, especially uh, nowhere near where they were Last season, Milwaukee currently second to last in the Central Division with a record of four wins and 15 losses. And they're being led in points by a familiar face to some of you listen, listening, possibly, uh, number 23, Garrett Alton. And of course, Alton has had two stints with the River Wolves before in both the 2017-2018 season and then last season, the 2018 and 2019 season. Alton finished the season last year with four goals and four assists for the River Wolves, but he leads the Milwaukee Power in points this year with 14 points total. He's got five goals and nine assists on the season. So uh, even though he's on a different team, it's good to see Garrett Alton uh, having success. Now, hopefully he doesn't find too much this weekend against the River Wolves, but we'll wish him luck when he's playing everybody else. Second in team scoring is number 26, Nathan Walker. He's got 13 points, 5 goals, 8 assists, and then a whole smattering of people who have 8, 6, and 5 goals uh, for this Milwaukee Power team. So they've got 10 or 12 guys who can put the puck in the net well, and uh, I guess I'll also give a shout-out to Isaiah Hedberg. He's got uh, 1 goal, 7 assists, so uh, the number one playmaker on that team seems to be Isaiah Hedberg. So the River was definitely going to have to watch out for that, going to have to help out whoever is in net this weekend, whether it's Clatt or LaForge, because uh, once again, this Milwaukee Power team can put the puck in the net and they will hurt you, especially on power play. Uh, Milwaukee 
pretty good on the power play this year. They have a very high conversion rate. So that's something that the River Wolves are going to want to watch, especially in the third period. We've talked about it before. River Wolves' third period penalties have killed them at certain points uh, throughout this this season and last season. So that's going to be something that uh, you're going to want to work on and limit as much as you possibly can this coming weekend. And in goal this weekend for the Milwaukee Power, it's most likely going to be a Joey Grillich. Uh, Ty Barnhill is the backup goalie, and he's played a decent amount of minutes as well, about 366 minutes compared to Grillich's 636 minutes. So uh, Grillich in 636 minutes is averaging 4.34 goals against with a 91.6 save percentage. He's got one shout shutout on the year. And then number 30, Ty Barnhill is averaging 6.07 goals against with an 88.8% save percentage. And he has done that in 366 minutes. Joey Grillich has made uh, 500 and doing some quick math here, 504 saves on 550 shots. And Ty Barnhill has made 294 saves on 329 shots. So some solid goaltending. Definitely not nearly as good as last year's numbers. Let me pull those up quick. Uh, last year's goaltender... Uh, his name escaping me right now, which is we talked about earlier, Aaron Dickstein. That's what it is. Uh, Aaron Dickstein was pretty impressive last year, playing every single game seemingly for this Milwaukee Power team. 44 games played. Man, that is a full season of work. 2,479 minutes. Ended up with a 2.93 goals against and a 90.5 save percentage. Only allowed 121 goals on almost 1,300 shots last season. So uh, once again, goaltender, not quite as good, uh, not quite as much of a challenge as last year. However, still challenging as is uh, pretty much any goaltender at this NA3 level. So that is a look forward towards this weekend and a look back at last weekend. Uh, once again, we've got a great podcast for you the rest of the way. Now up next, Zach Surway joins me to uh, tell you a little bit about some new things we've got going on here that we have never talked about before and uh, just adding to the list of reasons why you should come on down check out some games if you live in the Wausau area or even if you don't I really highly encourage you to come on down uh, the river was put on a great environment howler is always running around giving out free stuff in the stands you got a t-shirt gun uh, at the end of the every game there's three stars and each one of those three stars throw something out into the stands. There's Chuck-a-Puck and many other reasons uh, for you to come on down, participate, and watch some great hockey. So uh, once again, I am Jake Senholz, and with that, we're going to get you moving on to the rest of the podcast. And thanks again, everybody, for uh, joining us inside the den here, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Don't miss a minute of River Wolves hockey this season. Catch all the games streaming live online at HockeyTV.com. And welcome back inside the den once again, everybody. This week, again, I am joined by Director of Business Operations for the River Wolves, Zach Surway. And last episode, Zach and I covered in detail all of the different promotions and giveaways coming up through the month of November. So if you'd like any more details, you can go back and listen to episode one to find out about all things happening here with the River Wolves coming up this November. But right now, Zach, I want to talk about 
Uh, a couple new things, including uh, the Budweiser Loft and Howler's Corner. Both of these are for uh, businesses, groups, uh, families, if you want to come out and spend your night with the River Wolves. Could you give us a little bit more details on those? Sure can, uh, Jacob. Thanks for having me again uh, inside the den. Uh, it's great to be with you here today. Yeah, I just wanted to um, let fans know about some of the new group areas that we have, like you mentioned, for, for businesses here in Wausau and the surrounding uh, communities where they can bring out their group and um, really, you know, enjoy a, a night out where they kind of forget about the daily grind of their life. And uh, that's what we're here to provide is that entertainment factor in the winter months uh, in the central Wisconsin community. So first one being our, our Budweiser Loft. Uh, so that's brand new this year. It's an intimate seating area with an excellent view of all the action. Uh, so what you get there is you get snacks included, um, an assortment of uh, pub mix, pretzels and chips, um, tickets for that area. Um, it's a group size of 10 and under. Uh, so for the tickets and snacks, it's just a flat $100. And then if you want tickets, snacks and uh, two drink tickets, uh, beer drink tickets per person, that's 175 So, again, it's a nice private area with uh, excellent seating um, here at Marathon Park Ice Arena. So, snacks included, you also get discounts on drinks. It's kind of hard to beat that. So, that's a great deal that you get with the Budweiser Loft. How about Howler's Corner? Yeah, so the other area, Jacob, is Howler's Corner. Um, that's on the south end of the rink, and again, it's brand new for this season. Um, so that's a, a perfect private area for your group with uh, pub tables, premium ice level viewing. Um, it includes a private bar for groups of 20 or more. Um, there's a couple different options that you can have in, in this package, whether it's um, assortment of, of snacks, just like the Budweiser Loft. Um, then you have food options, including you know cheese trays, cookies, choice of wings, meatballs, or sandwich item. Um, and then of course, drink tickets as well. So. It's another um, private area where you can have your group out and really enjoy um, River Wolves hockey from the uh, best seats uh, in the house that we have to offer. So if someone did uh, was interested in booking one of these, uh, both the Budweiser Loft and Howler's Corner, how would they go about that? Who should they contact? Yeah, so they can contact the, the River Wolves front office directly and they can uh, reach us um, on the group site, uh, group tickets link on the website they can just uh, fill out some information there and we'll get back to them via that or they can just give us a call at our phone number at 715-869-3132 and then also you know if you have other different groups that are just looking for something that's just strictly uh, tickets to the game themselves we have a, a discounted rate um, for group tickets and that runs for adults eight dollars and then for kids in that range of five age of five to 18 is just four dollars so plenty of different ways to uh, ensure that your group, uh, whether family or business, whoever, gets to come on out and enjoy a night of River Wolves hockey. And uh, coming up this Friday, we already know that it is Military Appreciation Night. So if you or a uh, family member are a current or former member of the military, you can come on down to the Marathon County Ice Arena and you'll get in for free. But there is something uh, else going on that night that we haven't talked about yet. Zach, uh, can you tell us a little bit about what that is? For sure, uh, Jake. So... Again, that Military Appreciation Night is, is sponsored by Milwaukee Burger Company. And one of the cool organizations that we're having out um, on Friday night is the Patriot Canines of Wisconsin. Uh, they're going to be our community partner of the game, and so they'll receive 100% of the Chuckapuck proceeds at that game Friday night. 
what they do is it's something really really special is they proudly provide training for u.s military veterans and shelter dogs working uh, together to combat the effects of ptsd and traumatic uh, brain injuries and military sexual incidents um, so a great organization a nonprofit here in the central wisconsin community that uh, it's excellent that we're able to provide a, a platform for them to get their message out, help raise funds uh, for the great things that they do here in our area. Yeah, just added to the long list of reasons why you should come on down, check out some River Wolves hockey. Once again, that is this Friday night, November 8th. All right, Zach, thank you very much. Head to Milwaukee Burger Company in Wausau to score pregame during the 1920 season. Buy two entrees and receive a basket of cheese curds 50% off. You won't regret it. All right, welcome back inside the den once again. And uh, for today's players only, we are joined by number 22, forward Casey Couture, and number 13, defenseman Jaden Benzik. Boys, thanks for being here today. How are you guys? Uh, we're doing pretty good. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. Excited to uh, get going on podcast number two here. Um, so I know you guys both are from Minnesota. Beyond that, though, where have you really played? Um, tell us a little bit about your career growing up. Where did you play before you got to the River Wolves, and how did you end up with with uh, this organization? Casey, we can start with you. Um, I'm from Pequot Lakes, Minnesota. Um, Breezy Point is like where I grew up, at the rink there. And I played high school hockey for the Northern Lakes Lighting there. And that's kind of how I met Colin. Colin was one of our assistant coaches, and he coached my little brother at the Bantam level. And I knew he was a good coach, and I knew his kind of where I wanted to come this summer. So a connection with Coach Bailey is what, what brought you here. Um, amongst other things, of course, is a great yeah. program, great place to be. But uh, Jaden, what about you? Uh, same as Casey, I actually we grew up in the same town. We've been on the same hockey team since we were mites. And Colin actually coached me for a year in Bantams and then came and helped out at high school practices once in a while. So I already knew Colin and then over the summer, about a week before I was supposed to start college, he texted me and asked me to come play. So said Casey was coming, so I signed the contract. Here I am. So you actually didn't have any plans to play junior hockey coming out of high school? No, no, I didn't have any plans to continue playing hockey until Colin got a hold of me. Well, that's pretty cool. I actually didn't know you guys had such a history or uh, a past with coach or with each other. So that adds an extra element. That's pretty cool. Do you guys have any family members? Uh, that also play hockey, or how did you really get into hockey? Who started you? Did your parents put in it, or how, how did your uh, career start? Yeah, my dad put me on my skates when I was about two and a half years old. And I hated it at first, but after like a year, I started, just loved it. And my older brother plays hockey. I have five siblings, and three of them play hockey. So Okay, so it kind of runs in, in the family for mm -hmm. you. It seems that way for a lot of hockey players. When you're a very little kid, you hate it. You don't want to be out on the ice. You keep falling. It's, it's cold. Yeah, very frustrating. But then you get through initiation or mites, and you're like, man, I actually really love this game. Mm -hmm. So a uh, similar story for you. Yeah, you... when I was about two or three years old, I got my first pair of skates and uh, learned how to skate out on the lake at my grandparents' house. And then I actually played basketball for a couple of years because I just wasn't into hockey. And my mom brought me to a comfort hockey one day at, at the Breezy Hockey Rink, and I haven't stopped since that day. So you started a little bit later. About how old were you when you actually started playing competitively then? <clears throat> uh, probably my would have been second year of Mites. So second year, so not that far behind. No, not that far behind. Yeah, because no. you don't often see somebody that starts in like fifth or sixth grade or something. You just can't develop quite far enough. You're so far behind everybody, and then. Uh, I would have just been surprised to have seen you in juniors if you had started that late, but obviously obviously you did not. Um, 
So something about junior hockey is you guys travel all the time. You're on long trips. You're on the bus. Lots of hours. For example, this weekend you have a two games against Milwaukee. They come here for one game, and then you guys got to turn around, get on a bus, go down there and play a game. Uh, and that's one of your shorter trips of the season. So what do you guys do to kind of during your downtime to kind of pass the time on those long road trips? Are you guys gamers? Do you listen to podcasts? Like what's your what's your go to pastime on the bus? I mean, if it's a long bus trip, I usually just put in my headphones and take a nap. But, you know, Milwaukee's only about three hours, so I'll probably just listen to music and get ready for the game. And nap is always a solid choice. That was usually my first choice as well. And uh, what about you, Casey? Um, I'll nap no matter how short or long the road <laughs> trip is. I'll nap on the way there and the way back and just listen to music, soundproof headphones. I don't hear a thing. So, just get in the zone. Yes, yeah, soundproof headphones. Is there anybody, you guys ever like do anything with each other on the bus, or is everybody pretty much doing their own thing, getting ready for the game? Or? Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. I'll play uh, a phone game, Clash Royale, with a couple of my teammates. Yeah, guys play that. Clash Royale <laughs> is good. Uh, I played the original Clash of Clans a lot with my teammates back my senior year. We were all obsessed with it. And, like We were playing it all the way up until like warm-up started, basically. Yeah. You know? yeah, Coach good. walks back in, we toss the phones aside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, besides for that... Uh, what do you guys do uh, when you don't play hockey? You know, as you mentioned, Jaden, you maybe weren't going to go to, or weren't going to play hockey. You were going to go to school. What were you going to go to to school for? I was actually in the program for uh, law enforcement in Brainerd, Minnesota, which is about thirty minutes from Breezy. Okay. So I was doing a lot of ride-alongs with police officers and just getting ready for college. See some cool stuff, some exciting yeah, stuff. Some crazy stuff I got to see. Yeah. Well, law enforcement will always be there. You might as well take a few years to play yeah, hockey while you can. Uh, besides for hockey, though, what do you guys, you have any other outside interests? Um, I like to golf in the summer. I work at a golf course, so I get free, free golf there, so I utilize that pretty often. Free golf. I also worked at a golf course the last, like, four summers. Oh, yeah, it's a great I love job. golf. Uh, hockey players usually make some pretty decent golfers because the, the swing is a lot um, similar. you got a horrid game, but I, I like <laughs> playing, so. That's all that matters, then. So, Casey, two goals, three assists on the season. Uh, do you view yourself as more of a goal scorer or a playmaker? Um, I don't know. I'd like to think goal scorer, but I like to make the passes and sit back and watch for the other guys kind of kind of do it too. But As long as it goes in the net yeah, eventually, exactly. it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Jaden, something I noticed, something really kind of unique about this D group is all of you guys are right-handed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Uh, how how did you guys figure that out? And uh, as far as who's going to play on the left side, is there anybody that prefers playing on the left side, or how do you guys handle that? Um, me, I usually play left side, just because I'm used to playing left. Played left defenseman since I was a bantam, so I've always been on the left side, so I'm just used to it. Uh, and then I'm partnered up with usually Caden Wailuda, and he usually takes right side, so me and him work it out pretty well. And I kind of we kind of just roll with it. Whoever's playing where. Like Cade run wherever he's going. Cade just going. goes around the ice and does his thing. and. Sure. Yeah, well, whatever works. Yeah. It just depends, yeah, what you guys are running or what's happening out there. I understand that. I just thought it was kind of, like, I don't think I've ever seen six right-handed defensemen before on the same team. So. Yeah, I wonder who did that. <laughs> yeah. Is that the work of Coach Bailey over there? Yeah, possibly. We're not putting the blame on anybody here, but. <laughs> well, hey, I'm a righty, too. I think. I think righties uh, need a little bit more love. The lefties get all the love in, yeah. in, in hockey, it seems. So, uh, Casey disagrees. Well, <laughs> well, I think that's pretty much all I got for you boys. Uh, I just did want to ask you, though, a couple tough games this past weekend against Granite City. Granite, obviously, uh, 
a very talented team, a well-established program. Uh, what's something you guys took this weekend in your own personal game and maybe as a team that you realized you need to work on? Uh, I mean, this weekend, we, I feel like we played a full three periods. We played three periods hard no matter what the score was, but previously, you know, we get down by a goal or two, everybody kind of just shuts off. But after playing Granite this weekend, I feel like we kind of turned that around and we're going to be playing a full three and finish up the game no matter what the score is. Yeah, and if you can take a, uh, don't necessarily want to call it a moral victory, but if you can take a realization like that mm-hmm. and say, you know, even though we lost pretty badly, we did, we stayed in it, we played a really solid game uh, in a lot of different aspects, and that's definitely something to build off of, and it's some good momentum going forward. And uh, what about you, Casey? Anything uh, you think you need to work on after this weekend? Um, I kind of disagree with Jaden. Um, we kind of, we've had a couple good days of practice here too, but after those tough losses like that, it's just, just got to bounce back taking the next weekend well a busy week of ho- or excuse me a busy month of hockey in november coming up here so lots of opportunities for you guys to do just that so uh, once again casey couture Jaden benzik thanks a lot guys thanks yeah, for thank having us join us for a special post-game skate with the team on november 30th presented by bone and joint center bring the whole family for some post thanksgiving fun and you can get your tickets at riverwolveshockey.com see you then